welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland. Uh, today is our Christmas episode. I'm Denali. And? I thought we were just going to go in a circle and say each, you say our, our name. Why has it got to be and? Why is it you always enough? do like this convoluted intro where you have to like come up with it. a nickname and well, then I just wanted share to a made up this fact time. about yourself. I just, Ryan? Okay, fine. Ryan, do you have this feeling that Denali is the introduction terrorist and he's holding a gun to your head for every introduction and yeah. you just, you don't know if you're going to do it wrong or right and he's going to kill you? Okay. All right. You know what? Okay, fine. This is fine. I'm Denali and I am the head of the Megazord. Ooh. Okay, can we do this? Mm -hmm. um, I'm Ryan. I'm the crotch of <laughs> okay. the Megazord. But there's Jace everything else? <laughs> yes. I'm Jace. I'm the bystander looking at the crotch of the Megazord. Ah! <laughs> We're just trying to get more They're power. They're floating in space. <laughs> <laughs> Please, we need more body parts. But no one, it's really hard like, to, to, for people to want to join. If I was thinking the whole crotch piece, like the... The cod piece. You know, the, the, the hip. Tr inverted the triangle shaped piece yeah. that includes the butt. Yeah. <laughs> is that they a... more seats. Is that an unpiloted area? Because I mean, the legs just kind of come together, and then is, is the crotch a part of the torso? No, that, that's exactly why ours is going to be superior <sighs> to a lot of the others, is that we're going to have a lot more hip mobility. mobility. <laughs> yeah, yeah actually, we have a full pelvis. They, the thing is, yeah, they, they have two different pilots for each leg, dude. And, and even if they're having, like, the Pacific Rim neural uplink thing, it's so hard to coordinate, like, two different legs. If you have just a crotch guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a crotch guy controlling both legs, it works better. Um, we And that doesn't even get to the... We have very different thoughts on what you should be doing with the crotch half the time, Ryan. Yeah. You know? I feel like... Yeah, you can't have sex well, with a Megazord. They don't mate, dude. They're like automatons. Like they're not gonna. Exactly like, why I'm not. I'm not worried. Them. We don't have to go there. Worried. We don't have to get get all blue about it and talk Does about it? you know Megazords boning down. Yeah, I mean, we like. Do they shit? Maybe. Okay, I I've got to swing this sword okay. with yes. my well, Megazord yeah. arm, and you're using twenty five percent of our fuel to keep a robot boner up. Okay. <laughs> Can't defend ourselves with that. There's no robot boner. There's no boner. Okay, it's not. It's not. We don't. It need took us that. five episodes, but we finally said robot boner. I was actually talking to Amber the other day that if you, if us three were a Megazord, um, like Jace would be the the bottom with the legs. He's kind of the tallest. Um, he can probably support yeah. us realistically. Yeah. yeah. I squatted then, 420 pounds on Christmas. Yeah, so Jace could actually probably lift both of us as a Megazord, as a human meat, meat yeah. sword. Yeah. Ryan, I and I don't do anything that's not crotch-related anyways. <laughs> and so you'd be, you'd be like the middle because you're the next biggest, like I think. And you, you're, I feel like you're pretty dexterous. You'd be like the arms oh, yeah. too. And I guess I'd be the head because I'm kind of like the shortest, I think, out of the three of us. Um, mm. Is it like Ratatouille like, where you're controlling me by my pulling <laughs> on my hair? Yeah, so I'm like sitting on your shoulders. My legs are on your shoulders. Your 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 legs are on Jace's shoulders, and then um, I guess my my arms are tucked into my shirt. <laughs> we're, we're a meat sword, <laughs> and then that's yeah. Like I was just imagining, like sorry, I, I don't want to like get all sidetracked, but I was imagining like a UFC fight thing where like everyone has a meat sword. There's like three friends, and then we all kind of fight 
And I think we'd, we'd do like a pretty good one. Like I'd be telling you guys what to do and stuff. I'm kind of imagining like not a tall meat zord, but like a uh, Ryan has his legs hooked in reverse around me and he's kind of like my front body armor so that he's oh, the crotch good. still and his yeah, yeah. arms are wrapped around me and I'm I'm kind of <laughs> so I'm kind of cr crouched wait, down so a little bit so that he's, he's like almost sitting on me. Yeah, he's on my belly so, and then uh, you're on top this? of us. How about me in front? So yeah. I'm the torso and crotch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jace in the middle so he's the legs and then uh, Denali up and back. behind and slightly above, so that he's the <laughs> okay. head. Oh, okay, okay. And then both of you guys are tucking your heads down. Yeah. And then I'm like the heads up, and then we have Jace like is two giving you bodies. A, you're giving no. Jace is giving you a piggyback ride. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you're in the front, so I'm yeah. Yoda style. You're like Baby Bjorn style in the front. Reverse wrapped. It's gonna be tough. That yeah. is an alternate. Denali, you're gonna have to hold onto my arms. That's what you're holding on to. Yeah. Where the fuck's our arms, dude? Are we like a sumo build? Are we smashing with just Ryan's back, aka Ryan's belly? So Ryan is the front, so <laughs> he's arms. gonna have to be. He's gonna have he's his arms out, his arms. and you're gonna be holding him up underneath the armpits, so that he's supported around my torso by his legs, and then being hooked under by you, so that he can. <laughs> Dude, we'd have a, such a good alternate confirmation for the Metazord fights, because everyone's thinking, like, up, and we're building wide, dude. Like, we're knocking people out of the ring. <laughs> Take the legs out of all the other meat swords, and we win. <laughs> it's, it's actually more safe, because the top of the meat sword, no matter what, if they're doing man-mountain meat sword, is yeah. they're, they're going to fall, and they're going to get a concussion or break an arm. You're safe. Yeah, you're only on my shoulders. Closer to the ground. Yeah, we're gonna take a lot of hits, dude. Ryan's back's gonna absorb so many fucking <laughs> hits. <dude. laughs> we're not striking based. We're mostly just kind of move your body weight around. Um, I do think we should have like kind of more intellectual challenges too in the meat zord thing. Like I feel like Jason, Jason, I don't know who's the better chess player out of you two, but one of you two should well, do Jason the chess matches. We don't okay, so Jace, that. you'll use your legs to move the chess pieces around. Ryan and I are very even. Yeah. Okay. It, it wouldn't be me, man. Like, so this well, is our play. Christmas special. If you couldn't, <laughs> if you couldn't tell um, from our intro, um, this is our special Christmas special. Look at that beautiful wreath Jace made. Audio viewers can't can't see that, but just take my word for it. Jace made a beautiful wreath on his whiteboard. Um, you know, it's what day is it today, guys? I don't even remember this. <laughs> this weekend's been a blur. Um, but it's it's the twenty seventh today. We had a great Christmas. Uh, how about you guys? You guys have a good Christmas time? Uh, um, spent a lot of time with uh, Yuri. Spent some time, uh, yeah, looking at this. I got this painting. It's fictitious. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask about. Yeah, um, our friend Lisa drew this. It's a picture That's that beautiful, man. Yuri took of me at a lake and uh, it's fictitious because I didn't catch this fish at this lake but uh, you know well, it would be for... kind of a lame painting if there wasn't a fish in it so she drew this beautiful <laughs> trout for me right so it's for in my, in my, from my like... perspective that trout is, a, is just as far away from the painter as you are and it's 60 feet tall it's huge this is troutazord dude <laughs> So you, you, it's a picture of you catching a big trout for our audio audio people who can't correct. see. Yeah, fly fishing for um, a big uh, big trout <laughs> up in an alpine lake in Washington. 
on a very classic Seattle gray day. You know, no sun. There's no sun here. Well, did you guys get anything? Jace got an awesome painting of himself. Ryan, did you get anything uh, Anything wild for Christmas? No, Julie got me a really nice bottle of scotch. Oh, scotch. Yeah, so. Very nice. I've been indulging. Ooh. <laughs> Anything special about it? You know, we're not a scotch tasting podcast, but uh, I've never no, even had I scotch. Mean, it's my man. first ever bottle of sc- so what? I'm just, yes, I'm get, just getting into it. Is it like, really a, like? Is I don't know the correct pronunciation. Is like it a? Is it is it uh, campfirey? Is it sherry cask finished? You don't know how to pronounce campfirey? No, uh, Islay or Islay or oh, no, I, it's I, it's a So it's a Highland. So it's. I mean, it's, I think, PD in nature, but pretty. this one's pretty mild. So it's actually just kind of like any other whiskey. If I can get a so, sherry uh, cask-finished scotch with a little bit of campfire in it, that's what I like. Yeah. Oh, that'll do you. That'll treat yeah. you right. That's what I say uh, when I don't understand something. <laughs> but it sounds pretty good. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, did you guys get visited by... Uh, <laughs> The old uh, Saint Nick this year. Well, Anyone this is interesting. Analogy. Funny that you bring that up because yeah. um, my wife's family—they mm. don't treat they, they don't they treat Christmas a little different in that they don't have Santa visit. They have the Norwegian Santa visit. That creepy fuck, Ooh. the scary guy. <laughs> no, Wait, you're thinking Saint- of Krampus. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this guy's name is the Yulinissa. And when the, I think he's actually like the Norwegian Santa, but when my wife was a kid, her parents told her that he like works for Santa because, you know, all their friends still believe in Santa, of course, right? Mm-hmm. So the, uh, for all the kids listening in, of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so, but, so apparently they, her family retconned the idea of the Norwegian Santa to be like, one of Santa's elves who like delivers gifts or something, and so it's just really what Santa do exactly. That's what I'm saying. But also, that it's really strange to me because like they're in America and they're still doing it. So I wonder if their kid was like, why doesn't the Yulinissa visit literally any other child in America? I was thinking too, like right now. Like, 26th to 27th is the best time to get all your naughty shit out of the way for, for the year. Oh! You know? You think Santa you, doesn't reset at Christmas? You think he reset? You think there's, like, a witching week? Where, where the two planes of existence are closest so that naughty things can slip through the holes in the fabric of space-time? We've been, we, we've been talking about Christmas here. We decided to do uh, a Ben Affleck-themed christmas movie or christmas themed ben affleck movie um called surviving christmas we talked about it last week um we watched it this week um this this movie we were we were scared about it because we were afraid it's going to be bad um i don't know guys when did you guys watch this movie on christmas i watched it on christmas day mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was afraid of watching it on christmas because i was afraid i was going to ruin my christmas because I was like, oh, man, like, I, I don't know. I'm having a good time. Like, I don't know if I want this, like, bring it down. Um, I ended up watching Happiest Season with Kristen Stewart. That was a great yeah. movie. Actually, yeah. thanks, thanks for the recommendation. You guys, thanks, you, guys you know, told me to watch it. It was a great movie. Um, and then I didn't want it, that to be ruined with whatever this was, um, which I watched, uh, you know, a few hours ago. 
Um, do we want to get into our Affleck's attic here? Do we want to dust off the old yeah, yes. uh, the stairway and, and climb on up in Affleck's attic? Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go up into the <laughs> creek, creek. We don't have to do the Foley work again. We gotta... <laughs> yeah. No, no, no we're we just there. Let's do the Foley work. <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that, do that. That's good. And then uh, can I get, like, the trop birds of uh, Birds of Paradise one more time? The what? The Birds of Paradise. You know, the, the bird sounds you do? Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay, thank you. That's good. This week, we watched, like I said, Surviving Christmas. Um, do we want to give a little breakdown about what this movie is? I mean, I can give the synopsis. I guess you guys did it last time. Yeah, go um, ahead. You're right, up. I'll give the synopsis. Um, so this, so, oh God. <laughs> this movie was such a crazy fever dream, dude. Like, I feel like I was on some kind of, like, someone spiked my drink with LSD or something because the logic is just insane to me. Um, okay, so don't Affleck, rip. Don't, you don't get to rip. I'm not going to rip. I'm not going to rip. I'm going to give you a straight neutral, down middle, Neutral. Sell it like a C-plus movie. C-plus movie, okay. Ben Affleck plays Drew Latham, a straight-to-business douchebag um, who's like a marketing executive out in downtown Chicago, right? He's very emotionally distant. He's an asshole, gets broken up with on Christmas Day, and he's afraid of being lonely on Christmas. Um, so what he does is he, uh, he gets some random advice from a shrink, and, and the shrink tells him to go to a place that reminds him of his childhood, and try to reconcile his childhood memory so he doesn't feel so lonely or something like that. It didn't really make sense. He goes to his childhood home and mm. uh, sees the family that's living there and becomes so entranced by their, their familiness in his old house that he decides to uh, bribe them and uh, live with them and get the full Christmas experience inside of their home. Even though he is, mind you, a 35-year-old man, um, this family doesn't want them there. He's going to give them $250,000 to stay with them for a week, which is insane. Hijinks ensue. Then uh, somewhere along the line, I guess, the family learns to love Christmas and love each other more, and things kind of work out. Man, I don't know. The last third was so fucking crazy, dude. I don't even, I don't even remember. Does that sound, does that track to you guys? No, Rom-com magic. I would say that the that family was, was yeah, the family was having its own problems, mm -hmm. and Ben came in with this crazy, over positive idea about what Christmas should be. And mm -hmm. at first, they were they were the audience. They were telling us Christmas is terrible, this is stupid. And then by the end, Ben worked his magic, and the family was repaired. That's what the movie was about. So that is the like yes, that's a very fair approximation. What actually happened in here? is like Ben is a psychopath with a humiliation kink and he's like taking this working class family hostage by dangling money over them and making them fucking dance like he's doing he's playing these insane mind games the whole time like this could have been a horror movie horror like, yeah so thriller easily dude like this was one casting away from being a horror movie I it's think like that's a really good point um I I do kind of disagree because I think Ben was com being completely honest. Mm. Uh, I yeah, think his character, was... his character actually did want them to do this thing, not because he wanted to humiliate them, but because he wanted to enjoy Christmas. And <laughs> doing that would make Christmas that much Christmassier, I guess, is the plot. His money is a tool for him. Throughout the movie, money 
as a tool is used for everything. There is not one thing that cannot be solved with money. Right. He's having relationship problems. Trip to Fiji. Gets broken up mm -hmm. with. Sends his girlfriend slash ex-girlfriend an expensive diamond bracelet. Pays this family to let them into the home. Pays this family for the introduction of my favorite character, Duda. Oh, God, yes. He's a family again, even further, for like a, a future. It's just uh, at, at every point he can throw, attempt to throw money at his problems, whether or not it solves them. So I, I, I'm kind of separate from you, Ryan. I think that he doesn't give a shit what the family thinks about. I think for the first half of the movie, he doesn't care whether or not the family's enjoying Christmas. He just needs oh, to feel that he is getting what some kind of closure for his childhood. And then we see a big change in the movie when he starts to act like a normal person. And he's not just a rich dude. And he's like, whoa, hey, you guys got some problems. Act he like starts to kind of, yeah, yeah, he starts kind of mending the family's issues. Because later on in the movie, you find out this family's not the perfect family that Ben thinks they are, right? Like James Gandolfini from The Sopranos uh, is, you know, is plays the father. You know, Catherine O'Hara plays the mom. They're they're gonna split up, and there's other problems in the family. Um, and Ben Affleck tries to kind of mend these issues and, and help them be that perfect family he wants them to be. I I guess. Okay, so let's go into the movie then. <laughs> Let, let's like start talking about this movie because I have to tell you guys, I love this movie. <laughs> Big numbers, love baby. I love this movie. Like, yeah. Not ironically at all, not joking. I really did like this movie and I would watch it again. And I think it's up there as my favorite Christmas movies. No, no. Yeah. What? I'm not, and I'm 100% not joking or making that up at all. I laughed my ass off the whole time. <laughs> all right. I probably had a minimum Were of you... 10 laugh out loud, slap me moments. You thought it was that good? I thought it was that good. Were there problems? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Obviously. But, like, it was good. Ben, I think, was hilarious. Knocked out of the park. He didn't phone it in. I was expecting some, like, they could have cast anybody and the jokes would have been different or looked different kind of thing. And he didn't phone it in. He tried. And that's what I like the most. And if I can look at the screen and see that people are trying to make me laugh, then I'm more likely to laugh than when they're just like reading lines off the script. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you that too. Um, ben Affleck did not phone it in. He did exactly what he should have been doing. Like I totally believed his character and he like carried that movie, I think. Um, there were some, there were, okay, yeah, there were legitimate moments where I thought it was, it was actually pretty damn funny. <laughs> like, I, it was better than I thought it would be. But just, I guess, like, the logic of the movie and the way the actors were talking to each other, like, I just could not believe it, dude. Like, I, I don't know why I wasn't, I wasn't tracking with it at all. Well, okay, can we open the, can we pull the curtain back a little bit? Because. Okay, let's, let's just pull a little bit back. Let's take a Apparently, this movie was fraught with production nightmares. Really? They went they started shooting when when the script wasn't complete. So all the actors improvised a huge amount of their lines. Are you serious? Yeah. And like some actors had already dropped out and then had been replaced by the time they started doing, you know, principal filming. That makes so much sense because this scene this movie seems so slapdash to me. Right. Like 
and I, I really do think they were filming a horror movie, like the first third. Because mm-hmm. when right before the turn came that Ben Affleck is a psychotic serial killer, they're gonna like, no, let's just let's just keep it going, like let's play this straight, and then <laughs> wrap it up. Christmas nights, nice thing at the end. They might have done better if it was a murder mystery. Thriller. I think you guys are on to something. Yeah, dude, he could have been like had like a Santa I, Claus. Like, if some fucking dude showed up my fucking house right now and was like, "I want to live yeah. with you, and you need to give me what I want and make my day for five days, and I'm gonna pay you two hundred fifty thousand dollars," I'm gonna fucking take it. What are you? Yeah. What? Well, also, <laughs> he brought a lawyer. A lawyer? Like, yeah, there was contract. Like some crazy guy who's just rambling on the street. He brought a lawyer, so presumably he has the money and is good for it. Oh, I guess, dude. It's just contract was involved, and I liked that yeah. aspect too. Because yeah. I was thinking, like, what's you know, what's stopping anybody from coming off the street and saying this? But he's like an actual millionaire. He lives in a penthouse yeah. in Chicago, and I think that I, one of the reasons I liked the movie is because they were just like, okay, we're not we're covering our asses with this lawyer scene, so people yeah. can't say, well, what if he was a psycho? Um, also, um. I think Ben's character was really well developed. Um, you think so? Throughout the film. Yeah. Hold on, take. Let me hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so at the intro, we we get the classic Ben intro, and we get the things we talked about. We, sleazy, white collar. He's horny, Jace. Yes. Boy, is Ben horny. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> when I saw Ben Affleck being horny, I thought of you. <laughs> He's anti-tradition, right? He's like anti-Christmas. And the whole movie has this anti-tradition tone to it. And Mm -hmm. then there's a scene where like his assistant does all the people talk, right? Like he doesn't know how to tell his girlfriend that he loves her. So he has his assistant do it. Yeah. Then he is uncultured, completely uncultured, right? He doesn't know uh, what the difference between Jewish and Greek is. Right. Yes. And then he has this giant penthouse apartment, and it's barely furnished. And then, if you guys looked, if you paid attention, and they didn't make jokes about this, this was just in the movie. Mm-hmm. There was a giant apartment, and like ninety percent of it was just bare. Bare wood. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a fire on the TV, right? Mm-hmm. Like he had a TV remote, and there was a fire playing on in the fireplace. And then that was right above a fireplace. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that. Visual gag. And then he had alcoholic eggnog in like a wine glass. And that's mm-hmm. what he was getting, you know, mm. getting off with. And he was eating that on a TV tray. But mm. then after that, we get that he's like a child. He's like a grown man trapped in a child's body when he really gets to do whatever he wants. He's giddy about crazy, stupid things that nobody should be giddy about. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> he makes really dumb jokes about like, he doesn't understand family boundaries, right? Yeah. We get, we kind of get that. And there's clues throughout the whole movie that he, this is a spoiler, there's clues throughout the whole movie that he never actually had a family and that he never actually mm-hmm. got to have Christmas because, like, the he doesn't understand, like, other people being attached to the food in the fridge. Um, mm. He's, like, mad about the family having an extra child that they didn't tell him about, which we haven't mentioned Christina Applegate yet. But that was, I think, up until that, that was really good. At the end of the movie, him being an actual good person and wanting to help them, like, and see a family unit be, you know, happy together. I think that was a, 
that turn of the character was perfectly natural to me. It did feel natural. And I guess when you mentioned, I, I totally forgot about his whole like past. We can talk about, I mean, okay. It's been, it's been 17 years since this movie came out. If you're not going to see it, like if you're, if you're going to see it, you should just fucking saw it by now. I'm sorry. But yeah, he, the thing at the end that they say is that, yeah, he was, he was, his dad walked out on him. His mom was always working during Christmas. Yeah. Yep. Four. She was working double shifts at the cafe and you know, he would just, you would kind of hang out at home basically at Christmas. And that's kind of why he has this weird complex and he's really just a good guy who just wants some love. Right. And I guess that, yeah, you're, you know, that is a character. And I guess I did sympathize with that at some point, but he was just acting so fucking inappropriately, mm-hmm. I guess, throughout the rest of the movie. Like when he says, he says he gets the Christmas tree and he's like, Hey, let's all sing at the tree. And then, you know, he tells James Gandolfini, he's like, all right, let's sing. And he's just making him sing. And he's like, Oh, I don't want to sing. He's like, you got to fucking sing the song. Like, he gets, like, right up in his face about it. Doesn't make anybody else sing. He makes a grown man sing in front of his wife and kids. Like, I just, I, that's just embarrassing. <laughs> he gets, yeah, like, right but for 250 grand. 250 Gs. I would learn how to sing for 250 Gs on the spot. <laughs> but this, I, this guy doesn't want to sing. Like, he's just dangling it over to this guy who's clearly having some financial troubles. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Where where that kind of line comes in, Denali, I think I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum of okay. you, Ryan. I I did enjoy Ben in this movie. I don't think he played eccentric millionaire very well. Like I I it almost came off to me like he really only cared about the fact that Tom and Christine, the parents, were divorcing because it would ruin his idea of a of a perfect christmas and it might be scratching the surface of his personality and getting into that development but it also appears very shallow he's like i'm gonna throw more money at you because i need you guys to stay together because i paid you a lot and i can't remember if he threatens them at that time but there are multiple times in the movie which uh comes back to the contract thing which is great i love that where he's in the car and he's like hey tom i need you to put the santa hat on and he's like, in public? No. And he's like, you're, you're going to put the Santa hat on. He's like, no, I'm not going to fucking put the Santa hat on. It's like, have you heard of breach of contract? And it changes, <laughs> the shot changes to the wife. <laughs> and she's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're not going to put $250,000 on the line for a hat. Put it on. <laughs> That's but, where it like it rubbed me su- in such a wrong way, dude. Like this guy is just taking these this family hostage. Like he just seemed like such an asshole to me because he's just he's doing he's like basically like making these people dance like dancing monkeys. Yeah, and, like dangling a dollar bill over their heads. And I was like, I just fuck this guy. Like I don't like this guy. It it took a severe turn for me. Like I had to kind of. I'm not used to rom coms. I mean, I've watched a few, I guess, throughout. This this is the first Ben rom com we've watched. I don't oh, know if this is rom- the first. Is it? It was very light on the rom. Very light on the rom. Really? But it, it is a it is a rom com. It was a com, and then like the last ten minutes was a rom. I like it was a, okay. It was a com rom, like because it it was because Christina yeah. Applegate shows up like what halfway through the movie. Yeah, and they don't really get hot and heavy until it's a gag. Mm, it becomes rom after the toboggan scene. Oh yeah, okay. That kiss made um, no sense either, because it, it 
they, uh, yeah, they, they it would have been weird. It didn't even make. So that... they, they they go sledding and then they they crash and then he's like he just goes in for the kiss and then she sneezes. But it just yeah, I, I don't know. It was up until they go on a sled together and then they're fully ready to make out. Yeah, it just it didn't feel natural. And now that I know hot, their relationship, is weird. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what it goes through the brains of hot people. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's just the way that you know Ben's character's life works, and maybe Christine Lampagate too. We have no okay. That's one thing. Her character is so underdeveloped. We have oh, yeah. absolutely no information about her, what she does for a living, where was she during the intro, where'd she come from? Yeah, like, we don't know anything about her. I don't even remember her name. I, I don't either. I'm going to look it up on Alicia. IMDb. Yeah, Alicia. Alicia. Very nice. Wow. That's amazing. If I went home for yeah, Christmas just... and my parents invited somebody in and they were like, you're going to get $25,000 if you put up with them for five days, I'd be like, <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> Jesus. There's the premise too is just, is, is just insane. But like, what I love is when he realizes he's going to be in the very beginning of the movie where he's going to be alone on Christmas, he starts going through his black book of like clients or just like really like yeah, loose associates and just starts calling them where he's like, oh, I just thought, you know, maybe you need a plus one for Christmas. And he's like, well, well, I think we are that close. <laughs> I, just, I love that line. Yeah. Where he's just going through and like this guy is just he doesn't care at all about what people think of him. He has no like idea that he's making these people feel extremely uncomfortable and he's like putting insane pressure on them all the time yeah but i think i think ben read that in i think i think ben did that on purpose because there's the scene where <laughs> him and the family get like the christmas photo and yeah. everybody's giving their cheesy smiles and ben is full 100 percent cheese in it he's like his character is just giving the biggest dorkiest smile in the world and i think that was a moment for me where I was like, okay, this guy is actually enjoying himself. He's actually having fun doing this. I don't understand why someone would do that way. I'm kind of a Grinch around that kind of thing. And my in-laws, spending my because spending Christmas with my in-laws is like the reverse of this. It's where they all. I would oh, love okay, to so give my in-laws family, and they're the Ben Afflecks. <laughs> yeah, I would love to give my in-laws like uh, a quarter million dollars to act like they hate christmas for a week <laughs> and see them literally burst into flames from internal friction you would it would be uh, the opposite of surviving christmas where you pay a random family you know so not a random you pay a family that you know so your in-laws yeah two hundred fifty thousand dollars to hate christmas <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Hmm. well i think we got a sequel oh yeah the other thing, too, and we touched on this with Christina Applegate, is, like, why there's no reason for them to be together. They didn't connect at all. It's just all of a sudden they just start, like, getting it on Yeah, like yeah. at the end of the movie. And then there was a bunch of incest jokes. Ha-ha, yeah. they're brother and sister. Ah, what the fuck is this? And then, and I then they end up together hilarious. at the end. Yeah, that's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were okay. some good jokes in there. The, the <laughs> final third where the turn happens. Was was my favorite part where uh, Ben Affleck's, I guess, ex now reconciled girlfriend. She's like, "Oh, I heard you're with your family. This is great. I'm gonna bring over my super rich family, and we're just gonna have Christmas together." And they like knock on their door, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" And he's like, "I'll pay you like an extra seventy five thousand dollars. All of you just be cool. 
act like you're my family right now. And then we're just going to try to fake this whole thing out. And that was like my favorite part of the movie. The, the yeah. insane turn at the end. Yeah. Oh, I like that scene because it, it calls back to, he literally called his assistant and he was like, if anyone needs me, whatever, I'm offline, but I'm at this address. Yeah. So, so it per it also per it perfectly perfectly sets up his girlfriend his girlfriend at the time calling him and be like I'm coming to your house I heard you were with your family it's like yeah I guess there this movie has like a little more depth with its jokes than, than I thought on this and then they have they have like a couple good sight gags too or like a couple like oh yeah slapstick really good sight gags with the like, banister <laughs> that wait, was, was really was, funny what was the banister Oh, like oh, the first morning he's there, he oh. tries to climb over the banister and he falls down <laughs> the entire flight of stairs. A duct tape. That was it? okay. That's pretty funny, yeah. dude. I did get a laugh out of it. The salami joke was really good. Where he was eating it. Piece of salami. That yeah. was. I resonate with that. The things yeah. that are in my house that are mine, are <laughs> mine. And I, actually, right there, I don't know if I would be okay with it, even if I was being paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> if I walked downstairs. And somebody was eating my favorite last piece of salami. You could buy so yeah. much salami with two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like I, but knowing how short uh, and irrational Jace's fuse is, like yeah. anything could set him off at any moment. <laughs> like yeah, he's yeah, this yeah. underrated comedy actor, I think. Yeah, can we? Okay, so I have a topic about this. And okay, okay. so it's my goal to each week come in here and talk a little bit about the things I'm looking for when I watch a movie. Right. Ryan's technical corner, right? Yeah. 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 The technical okay, okay. corner of the athletic yeah. attic. <laughs> and I this week I'd like to talk about the concept of what I call in frame out of frame. Okay. When you're watching a movie, you shouldn't be watching the entire world. You're not watching everything that happens on the world. You're you're watching a specific frame that's been presented to you by the people who made the movie. Okay. And that means that there's some world that exists outside of this little rectangular box that we call the frame. Mm -hmm. Now, a smart movie and one that's fun to watch and keeps you engaged will sometimes have things happen outside of the frame and you have to put the pieces together so the, an example of this is that when we have a snowball scene in this movie and james gandolfini <laughs> is watching ben Affleck throw snowballs at his son james's son and then james is like okay my turn and Ben's trying to play it off. Like, oh, I see what you're doing. You're a big, tough guy. I don't want to throw a snowball. I don't want you this. I don't back. want this. And, and James, like, insists. Like, you have to throw a snowball at me. It's my turn. And then, so Ben, like, you know, sissy throws one. And this is the classic, like, okay, my turn. That joke. Yeah, yeah. And it, it goes through a wide shot, right? And then the, the, the camera is steady. And we see both characters, James, chase Ben off camera. And then we hear a thumping sound. And then the it jump cuts to them being inside and Ben being covered in snow and having like a busted lip. So I and thought we that, said no ice balls, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so there's this, there's this funny thing where you have to, it's a gag, right? Them running off and 
the, we're just looking at the yard and the house afterwards. And it's still mm -hmm. fun to look at. You don't always have to be showing exactly what's happening. You can be showing things that aren't what's happening. So and I think in that way, this movie actually was fun to watch for me. It, it had stuff mm -hmm. going on. It wasn't a talkie. It wasn't a like right. um, you know, a recording of two people talking to each other just put on a TV mm -hmm. screen. Okay, I think that's that's a good point, and I, I didn't think about that like that that technical element about why these scenes are funny or why they kind of make sense. Um, yeah, I didn't at kind all. Of like the the logic of the the movie, and yeah, and like I I can definitely appreciate those aspects. It's just it doesn't rescue the movie for me. Just can't fuck it. And maybe it's because it's fresh. I just saw the movie, and maybe I need some time to digest what I saw. But just throughout the movie, it was just like a bunch. It seemed like a bunch of just skits thrown in and kind of mashed together into like this concept. And then they quickly slapdashed the ending together. And just as a movie as a whole, I was like, "What in the fuck did I just did I just see?" Like, it just didn't. It just didn't come off as as a movie to me. I don't know what I saw, man. I'm so confused. Like the logic is just insane. I didn't like this movie, man. And okay. I had some get. I said some laughs. I had. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed like parts of it, but the the sum of its parts is just is is just garbo. <laughs> for me, okay, man. Well, so so Denali, do you think that it's yeah should be is its reputation deserved of the worst movie of the year potentially fourth oh. worst christmas movie yeah fourth worst wait what's fourth? the first i have no idea dude the problem is it, the problem with this as well is there's a trillion christmas movies that you've never yeah. seen yeah right for good reason that's no more than the stars seen. more than their stars to you in yeah. the galaxy so that's the thing is to remember that they're they're okay there's a lot of people who are purposefully want to come up with a list of bad things and they're not, they're not yes. taking the actual worst things. They're taking the worst things that are, you know, mass produced. Okay. Do I think it deserved a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes? Right. Do I think it was seven times worse than Armageddon? No. <laughs> if I watched something that was seven times worse than Armageddon, I'd be, I'd be in the hospital from like some kind of brain injury. <laughs> That from something it emitted at me, like I don't think it'd be dangerous to watch. Um, it was ah, fuck. I don't know, man. Is it better than Armageddon, which was like my bottom tier? Right, and that's yeah. the thing. Oh. This was nominated for like every Razzie category. Yeah, didn't oh. win. God, no. But it it won another one, like worst Christmas movie or whatever. Shit. Yeah. So okay. I just don't. I just do not understand what those people were thinking when they put this in there with the worst movies. It, I just don't understand it because Ben, Ben was nominated for worst actor too, which I totally don't understand because he Undeserved. didn't own it in. He didn't. He was like uh, Hayden Christensen in star Wars where he was given trash and just did his best with it. I he think. he really he tried and he did know? good with what he had. I don't know um, if I compare him to Hayden. Aiden Christensen. That's, Aiden a, Christensen, that's a weird comparison. I think you're thinking okay, so of, this isn't the, I think you're thinking this of isn't Ewan the, McGregor. This isn't the Star Wars shack. We can we can put that in for later. Um, the other thing, too, is this is 2003. Big year for Ben's shitty movies. Um, this movie was offered, you guys probably saw on the IMDb page. It came out the same time as Elf, right? 
Ooh, what? Is this, is yeah. this movie the same like tier as Elf? Is this, no. Is this better than oh, Elf? Oh God. Okay. All right. You got, we can agree on that. Yeah. Right. So John Favreau directed Elf. He had the he he was offered a chance to direct this movie instead, and he, he declined it to go, to go to go do Elf. They they might have been flipped. Will Ferrell might have been made fun yeah. of for making a terrible Christmas movie, and yeah. this one could have been the new Elf. Then we had to talk with Ridley Scott, and we did <laughs> the alternate reality. I think we have to do a thing where we look at the similarly dated released movies and then conjecture have conjecture about what would happen if the directors or the actors change yeah deep impact you got armageddon you got paycheck and born identity and you got elf and uh whatever this surviving i already forgot the name surviving christmas like elf could have been so bad dude like can you imagine if the jokes didn't land and it's just that will ferrell dressed as like in this elf costume he's like, Haha, like hey. <laughs> and that could have been one of the worst movies of all time i don't okay you know what i've decided i've decided this while we were talking i think this is better than armageddon because i i had moments where i Thank wasn't you. bored i was laughing and having a good time it's an hour shorter it was an hour shorter which is already better yep there was no um there was no like long explosions or anything like that yeah i i would th i would put this above i mean we could do the ratings we can do the ratings later yeah, let's, do the let's do the ben meter well, i do think the ben meter? i think this is a, this is a pretty natural progression we went we've been talking specifically about the movie i wouldn't be opposed to switching it up doing yeah. movie reviews and then let's flowing into the ben meter. Okay. yeah you want us you want to start us off uh ryan for my movie review i yeah. think my biggest thing is I do not like Christmas movies. Okay. I think yeah. Christmas Same movies yeah. are not inventive. I think that not enough of them flip the script. I like this one because in a way it flipped the script and it had a completely nonsensical main character who was irrational. And that made things funny because it was unpredictable. I couldn't say Ben's going to do this because... I did not know what Ben was going to do because I didn't know whether he actually was a psycho. I didn't, I didn't catch the, like, uh, he didn't have a family thing. I didn't catch that before it was revealed. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this movie everything considered, mm -hmm. okay. putting it in objective, objective reality. Mm -hmm. I actually am going to give this movie probably a four. Oh. A four. That was lower than I thought you'd get. Yeah, okay. I okay. Uh, looking objectively, I have to I have to be a stickler and say a four. But I think well, I think my Ben meter might rebound. Okay, okay. You, you got your you, this is a subjective meter. Like this is your your rating. You don't have to be a Mr. Movie Critic or working for it's Roger either. If it's you like the like, movie, okay. So you're it, just giving an objective. It's like there's there like Jay said, there's a lot of problems with it. I'm trying to teach you guys, not teach you, teach you guys what I like about movies. <laughs> teach <laughs> like, you apes about culture. <laughs> tell you guys what I like about movies and teach you what yeah. I like about movies. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, like, what was Christina Applegate's character doing? Totally underutilized. And mm -hmm. I, I think the, the son was like a funny character and they never utilized him except for a couple of sex jokes. We, um, didn't, Duda, we didn't talk about the son. Yeah. yeah Duda, go, go ahead was hilarious the parents were hilarious well, who's who's duda we didn't explain duda oh gosh we didn't explain duda yeah. okay duda is a 
actor who Ben hired to play his fake grandpa. <laughs> After and a lot of the... issues come into play with that because when the girlfriend shows up, they have to get a replacement. And so they find this like random person who knows Duda who studies with him because he's an actor come in and play <laughs> the replacement Duda. So anyway, there's a, there's a lot of jokes with that. Um, Duda was great. But I think, man, I, I if I did halves, I would do it a 4.5 for sure. But I'm going to stick with a 4 just because just to show how much it was different. I'm just trying to I'm trying to feel feel out yeah. your your rating here. Okay. Five is totally acceptable. Five, totally acceptable. Passing. You'd watch grade. a five. Okay. Oh, rewatch a five totally. Okay. <laughs> Four is like I'd have to be in the mood, and I have to like you know like something special about the movie. All right, Jace, what do you what do you got? What do you got for this movie? This is a tough numerical score. I think coming from the same place that Ryan's coming from, you have to do a lot of mental gymnastics to kind of believe the story. Um, Christine Applegate's character really out of place. The love of the two characters is forced together. There are a lot of shots and a lot of sub stories, like the mom going to take risque pictures with the dude. I thought that whole scene was hilarious. I thought yeah, a lot. <laughs> I thought a lot of the jokes hit. But I mean, like, I, I was distracted the entire time by the production of the movie and like some of the weird lighting scenes. I think in some place, in some places, I thought, "Wow, if I was rich and I was a deranged psychopath, I and I was paying a family, maybe I would react like this, and I would, if I had this contract, I would demand these things of people." I'll, I would, wa I'd watch it again next year. Totally, um, I agree. I I would watch it again next year, and that's it's why I'm gonna st I'm gonna I'm gonna come away from the numbers. I'm gonna say it's like a little bit of a stinker, but I enjoyed it. So it's get a get a thumbs up. You can you could probably put around a four or five to that. I don't even know how to rate it. I don't know how to this movie subverted all my expectations about everything. Oh, it was a I good. It was. Uh, I love Christmas. I love Christmas movies. And I like this film. I think there were some things that, that brought it down, but if you just experience this movie in a bucket for what it is and it wasn't competing with Elf mm -hmm. and you didn't go see it in the theaters, you might like yeah. it. What I'm hearing is you're afraid to give it a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was honestly, I was thinking like a six. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm giving this movie a six. <laughs> Are you for a six? Christmas. Okay. Christmas time six. I can't. This, Christmas time six. That's a oh, whole yeah. different scenario. You, the scale. you cannot watch this movie and feel good about it any other time of the year. <laughs> Christmas yeah, six. Seriously, I didn't inform scale. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of your guys' points um, about it being funny. There was a lot of great, great gags that hit in this movie. It really flipped the script, like Ryan said. With that said. This movie was a big, gigantic, steaming pile of dog shit. I absolutely <laughs> fucking hated this movie. This movie sucked ass. I did not enjoy this movie at all. I instantly forgot about 90% of this movie. It was a fucking terrible shit fest. One of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen, dude. Like, I just cannot get over it. Like, one, I don't like Christmas movies. In general, it has to be real fucking good for me to get back, get get on board with it. And it's not because I'm some bah humbug dude, but just for the same reasons Ryan did. And this movie 
like I think it became worse because it's Christmas time because I actually felt a little bit of Christmas cheer from the the season this movie kind of like removed some of it from me <laughs> by watching it like and I can't get that back this year I have to go a whole another fucking year until I can get that back for myself so I don't know man like all of the problematic aspects of Ben holding an entire family hostage the family going along with it and then like the mom's going on a porn shoot the all the, the son's whole character is masturbation jokes like the Christina Applegate's character is literally just some character he's supposed to make out with in the last third like I just I don't it doesn't make any sense to me and then James Gandolfini's like a grumpy dad and I don't know he hits Ben in the head with a shovel in the beginning and like thinks he killed him and doesn't I don't know his character doesn't doesn't make sense at all to me either like it's so clear to me that this movie was just a nightmare to make and I know looking at the IMDb page and um like the one of the writers wrote a book about this movie about how how much of a nightmare it was to put together and that shows for me watching it so I just oh man and I'm in such a tough spot because this movie gave me some joy and I'm like ashamed at the of the joy it gave me what of the times I laughed like it's better than Armageddon for me yeah. But I almost feel like Armageddon's a better movie overall. Oh, that hurts me to say, oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I gave Paycheck or Armageddon. This movie's going to be floating in a 1.5 for me. Mm. Whoa! Dang. Yeah, that's fair. That's bottom of the I would not, Dude, I would not waste another second watching the thing of this movie, dude. Like, yeah, there was some funny parts, but it's like those laughs like slipped out of me by accident, and I wish I could just grab them and shove them back in. <laughs> like, oh, it man. was just—that's so interesting because I thought that you were—I thought that you would like this movie. I just—I liked. This is why it's so difficult. I liked bits and pieces of it, mm -hmm. but like it's—it's yeah. it's just those bits and pieces, like all together. And I, I guess part of this is is objective, but part of it's subjective too. It's just all together the movie. I just really didn't enjoy. Do we want to give our Ben ratings on this thing, on this bad boy? Straight into the Ben meter. It's on the screen. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Ryan, what's I, your ben meter? I started, so I'll go first. Uh, ben did not, we've, we said it like 10 times, he didn't phone it in. Mm -mm, I, no. I really liked Ben in this. Unfortunately, I think he's a little bit replaceable. I think the jokes would have landed differently. They would have been different jokes. But the jokes that he did say were funny in his own Ben way. I just don't necessarily think that any one of them was too perfect. There's really good payoff. I I like that he had his big cheesy Ben smile the whole time. This for me is a seven on the Ben meter. Mm. All right, Jace, what do you got? Um, I think that they might not have cast correctly. I agree. Um. I think it could have been anybody else, but he does. It feels like Ben. Feels like solid Ben. Um, I like the jokes, but uh, overall, this movie as a whole, as far as the Ben meter, it's gonna be a five for me. Feels average. It feels straight down the middle between the type of the type of Ben we've been seeing over here in Armageddon, the Gone Girl Ben. Um, I feel like the, there was some character development, but I feel like in most of the jokes, in most of the situations, the, the character was just like, the character trajectory was like, it was, it was Steven. 
Yeah. Average Ben yeah. performance for me. You know, Jace, I think I'm going to have to agree with you there. I don't think he did bad in this movie. I think yeah. he performed really well. Yeah. But he was just he was just pretty average there. I don't I don't think I, I could say anything really bad about what he did. No. He was just kind of there, and he kind of played with what he had. And I think he did the best with what he could. Um, but it didn't have the Ben characteristics that I go to movies for. You know, it didn't have the Gone Girl Ben or the Paycheck Ben. And in this one, it was just kind of like this goofy guy. Um, and I think he was playing around with it in a fun way. You could have replaced it with a lot of different actors. Could it have been replaced with uh, Matt Damon? Who knows? Has Matt Damon ever done a comedy? We Bought a Zoo. Oh, yeah, that was a real riot, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'm... Yeah, are we, I need uh, to... I'm going to watch this movie again next year. I don't... Yeah, I'm watching it again next I'm, year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We've had... We've, we've had uh, two... Strange, strangely enjoying, but enjoyable, but bad Ben Affleck movies in a row. Mm-hmm. What do we want to do for next week? I think um, Jace had chosen the accountant. We're kicking it up. That's right. Okay, we want to we want to do the accountant. I'm down. For, I'm down to the accountant. What is the accountant, Jace? Christian Wolf is a mathematics savant with more affinity for numbers than people. Using a small-town CPA office as a cover, he makes his living as a freelance accountant for dangerous criminal organizations. With a treasury agent, J.K. Simmons, hot on his wheels, Christian takes on a state-of-the-art robotics company as a legitimate client. Accountant? The budget for accountant was less than surviving Christmas. Less? What the fuck was the budget for Christmas? $3? 45 million? It, it made the fuck did that money. It, it made fifteen million dollars. Oh no! <laughs> where did the money go, dude? Uh, well, the f- was it all just on expensive salami for that one scene, doing a bunch of takes? They paid Ben Affleck twenty million dollars. <laughs> he was paid forty-four. 44- Point nine million dollars to make this movie. The rest was scraped together to get a camera. But Ben, we we need you to give the money back. We we need the money back. He only had five dollars to buy a camera. We paid Christina Applegate and Salami. <laughs> This movie fails oh that test God. that we always talk about. Oh, but I still don't know how to pronounce. I don't know how to pronounce it either. Yeah, I don't think two female characters talk to each other at all in this movie. But I don't think a non-Ben character talks to anyone else besides Ben, though. That's true. In the movie. So this fails the Ben Bill test, where <laughs> it's a movie that doesn't... like. <laughs> Does it sickeningly revolve around just Ben? Only <laughs> two people ever talk to each other. Okay, so next week we're gonna watch the accountant in cell in observation of New Year's. We're we're gonna be counting down to the new year with the with the accountant, some might say. So that'll Oof. be a fun fun episode. Uh I just I'm trying here, man. It's just showbiz. It's just showbiz. You hit you hit and miss sometimes. 
Um, thanks so much for joining us this week on Good Boys Gone Bland. Um, guys, you guys want to, got anything to plug before we end off the show today? I'm a salami witch. I ride a salami like a broomstick, and I fly away. <laughs> I had a dream like that. Like it was part of my superheroes. Like he, he could use like a salami stick as like a flying device. Oh, he's kind of a bodega-based superhero. Like there was there was a superhero team called the Bodega Boys, and one of them is called the Salami Witch, and he like you know he grabs the salami stick and like. The flies. Bodega Boys is a real thing. We can't try to claim. Wait, whoa, 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 wait, what? Bodega Boys. The is a real Bodega thing? Boys. That's um, Jesus and Miro. Is that a song? No, Bodega Boys like, like... is literally like Jesus and Mero's shtick. I don't even know what the, what you just said. Yeah, Jesus and Mero are two comedians. Huh? Oh no! I, wait, so there's they are they have a superhero team based in, on bodegas? It's not a superhero I team, just... but they're the Bodega Boys. Hear me out. It sounds like there are two of them, and there are three of us. So, but I'm the only. Do, do you oh, guys ever? Their have... meat is going to be smaller. Yeah. Two. <laughs> what are they weighing in at, Ryan? What's their yeah. What's their meat azord weight? Omega Boys is literally <laughs> the name of their podcast. Oh my God! We can't do this. We can't have beef this early. We're, We're going to war. Bodega Boys, okay. we challenge you to a Metazord super fight. <laughs> Can you guys, look up? They're so their height. much better than we are. Can you look up their height? And one weight? of the recent, one of their recent um, titles for the episodes was the Beniva Convention, but it's spelled like beans, like Beniva. I don't know That's what that means. Good. It's probably a, a rules about beans. We should uh. make an episode called the Beniva Convention because it's about Ben Affleck. Cool. <laughs> we yeah. are gonna be throwing hands with these guys. <laughs> Give me a dude, you don't know who Jesus and Mero are, dude. You'd love them. I'm shocked. No, you would love it, dude. They're hilarious. They're no, they ah. boys from no, they're really cool. Okay, so they there's a guy. His name is uh, his name's uh, Sal Sal Salami Eyes. Is <laughs> his eyes? He got he got like hit in the head with a salami while getting hit with like gamma rays in a lab because he was it was like a kind of a wacky scene and then every time he opens his eyes it opens his eyes to a salami dimension where it's a, a dimension like made of salami like every atom there's so much salami so that when he opens his eyes it like fires out like salami slices like extremely hard like cyclops um and he has to wear like these salami glass what are all these people related to like eye superpowers well, he got salami. The other guy has a salami in his ass and he flies. <laughs> Daredevil. <laughs> Cyclops has those glasses that like reflects the lasers back into his eyes. Sal this salami eyes has like the glasses, but the salami just fall out <laughs> constantly <laughs> when he has his eyes open. The glasses. He's like, ah, fuck. He's in. He's like taking classes on how to like you know control his powers. I, about, I'm still. I, I'm still working on it. What about the rest of them? Like. Who handles the lettuce? Is there like a lettuce night? And he's got like cabbages and lettuce <laughs> shoulder pads. <laughs> so he, uh, he like instantly grows lettuce armor. <laughs> but the function is not great. 
it could probably slow down a knife like if you're in a real pit <laughs> he's like he can grow like 600 layers of lettuce to like so if someone stabs he's like oh and he's like grows out the lettuce and the knife can only go so far yeah Ooh, he's like risk though he's like but he's like good at like stopping bludgeoning damage that's his thing, you know. It's like he's he's weak to slashing and knives. Oh yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, he is resistant. <laughs> so he could like jump in front of a car and make a bunch of lettuce to cushion it. But you come at him with a so, knife, you're gonna. He's like, oh yeah, Jesus. So the opening scene to Lettuce Night standalone movie is like this, you know, like little girl chasing a ball into the street, cars coming. Lettuce Night runs in front, and it's like oh, and then the car screeches, it goes to black, and you just see the car. And it's like the front's caved in, and he's like clutching the girl unharmed, and there's but, just lettuce. But you can't see him because it's just a big ball of lettuce that's human size. <laughs> so, oh yeah, it's a big lettuce ball. <laughs> yeah, that's the what driver's I thought. dead. That's what I thought we were doing. <laughs> the driver fucking died. He hit a, a six thousand pound ball of lettuce. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like you can see like ankle, there's like ankles that come at the bottom and like wrists that stick out the side <laughs> and the head on top <laughs> wait so he can grow as much lettuce into a blueberry yeah from anywhere so it's yeah, like yeah. he has super defense mode where he like you know curls up and he's like inside he's the very core of an entire ball of lettuce but he could like also grow lettuce shoulders if he needed to ram somebody <laughs> wait holy shit so he can grow as much lettuce he needs instantly. Yeah. <laughs> this is not making it in the podcast. Let's do that. So, put a Bodega Boys thing in the thing. We're going to get not, a copyright strike. They're not Bodega Boys. I'm Bodega Boys, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Well, I'm going to call them something else. I'm you would still get your ass kicked in a Meat Zord fight. We would, we would beat you in a Meat Zord fight. I, we'll call this <laughs> Deli... Deli Dudes. Is that too close? <laughs> They're not the same thing. <laughs> Deli dude. Okay, so perfect. Deli dudes. And then um, Lettuce Knight could have like a... He could kind of fly probably, like pseudo fly, by just making a ton of lettuce underneath him. Or he, he like instantly. makes lettuce wings, you know? I'm like, he can make lettuce out of his body in whatever... He makes two he cups. Make a he makes span. two cups of lettuce. <laughs> 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 This guy's fucking OP, dude. <laughs> he went from like the weakest when you pitched it to like the most powerful medication I've ever heard. <laughs> he has to eat food to be able to transform his body into lettuce. Uh. And like he gets, uh, he's in like a huge fight, and then the the Thanos punches him into a big like lettuce patch, and he's like, <laughs> "Big fucking mistake, T boy." <laughs> Just. And there has to be like, there has to be jokes where people are constantly telling that they're gonna make salads out of him. Oh you know? yeah, he's like, we're gonna bust you up, lettuce night. Come salad out of you. And, and he's like, let us try or something. Yeah, because uh, he's yeah. lettuce. <laughs> I, we went workshop. It's showbiz, you know. It's showbiz. We can. <laughs> Wait, this kind of rules though. Yeah, lettuce night. This is pretty sweet. Like, he'd be such a good deli hire, because, like, they'd have to spend nothing on lettuce. And, like, health inspector's not going to be for it, dude, because it's parts of his body. Like, he's he's kind of, like, you know, Under the table. off, putting in burgers. That's how he pays his bills. Yeah, they're like, hey, you want to do prep tonight? And he's like, 
I guess. I mean, it doesn't matter. He can just we he could can do like a small intro segment to him trying to rent an apartment, and he has to actually like, go on the street and find someone that's willing to act like they want to rent an apartment on his behalf because yeah, no landlord will ever rent their apartment to a man who's made of lettuce. <laughs> no, he could go at a human. Oh yeah, he looks he looks instead. human, and then it just kind of like. Yeah, you know, comes yeah. off. He's not like Iceman, where he looks like a fucking lettuce dude. <laughs> oh, around. I had a totally different mental image of Lettuce Man. <laughs> Wait, so what he can do is like the opening scene of the movie. Okay, outside of the the you're saving the little girl, he's like in this room, right? Like in a warehouse, and then he gets ambushed, and they're like, "Lettuce Man, we finally catch you!" And he like takes off his sunglasses, and then. Like there's there's like sixty guys in the room all pointing like machine guns at him, and then he just expands. He expands. He creates so much lettuce in in like a microsecond. The windows <laughs> explode outwards. Like the roof of the building like explodes, and then there's like a big mushroom cloud of lettuce explodes outwards, and he just like flies away with his lettuce feet. You know, because lettuce is stacking underneath him. It's like, uh, just to show how I powerful think, he is. That's still doable if he's lettuce the whole time, because then we could have like a scene where he's growing up and he's getting bullied for how he looks, oh. like in the Grinch. Mm. But what and if then, he just can't control it, you know, and like somebody scares him on the playground and he's like, ah! <laughs> and his and arm falls off in the lettuce. trillion pounds of lettuce. <laughs> the entire town has been crushed <laughs> by a giant lettuce ball. <laughs> Seen from Spears' ISS shot of a okay, giant lettuce ball. He's got to have some part of his body that always looks like lettuce, yeah. Yeah. Even his head. Well, if... if, if <laughs> If he has a lettuce head, then the disguises would be extra funny because he has to like wear a hoodie and like sunglasses, and then it always looks like he's trying to be and like a know. Groucho Marx uh, like yeah. nose and and mustache, and they're like, "Hey, aren't you a lettuce?" <laughs> he like shakes his head. <laughs> no, no. There's also I, I have another one where it's like the bread whisperer, where he can speak to bread. And kind of like hear oh. their thoughts, um, and also like secrets. use bread. Yeah, use bread as like a recon device, um, and then also like I don't know, maybe coax bread into doing like small actions. Is that is that anything? Is that is that good? Yeah, because we, we can work. It's a it's a. I know, like it. He needs. A, he's a kind of a behind the scenes. Yeah, dude. it's a passive guy. Maybe he can be the owner of the the deli. Nobody um, knows who he, he is. Kind of like, but he gets hired to go into big money places where they got waiters and waitresses walking around with little bread samplers on plates. And he's like, yeah, plot device. Yeah. If he's in an Olive Garden, you better watch out. All of those breadsticks are hot, dude. They're all hot mics. Wait, do the what bread do you pain? Coax bread into doing things. Does that mean they have a sentience? In, only to him. It's kind of <laughs> like Aquaman. You know, but like, do we are we eating when we're eating bread and we're cutting bread open? He's like listening. He's all here. Like, he has to come. Ah, really Maybe that's it. Maybe that's his character thing. He doesn't want to use his power because every time he does, he just hears the screams of all those sliced bread. You don't get it, iceberg. I think you don't understand. <laughs> I think we got a winner. Okay, are they all gonna be? intertwine like the avengers 
yeah, they're going to be separate and they're going to meet at this deli because um, the deli, it's going to be like League of Extraordinary Deli Employees because the bread man, you know, he's using That's the bread great. to find these guys. That's like, good. Know, League of yeah. Extraordinary Deli Employees. That's that's yeah. the name I think. Are we ripping on? Does, does he have like? <laughs> we does are, he have, we are. Does he have a bread bowl helmet <laughs> that he puts on to find other deli superpowers? <laughs> he, he like takes an Olive Garden bowl. And he like puts it on with like the breadsticks in between. He's like, <sighs> and he's like, and he's like looking in a subway, and he sees lettuce night, like looking left and right, and throwing one of his own lettuces in like the the mix. And he's like looking at another, you know, another bodega with salami eyes, and he's like crying salami. He's like, oh, I can't stop. Ah! You know, thanks so much for joining us on Good Boys Gone Bland for our Christmas special. Hope you guys had a great holidays. Um, see you next week with our in the in the brand new year, twenty twenty one, with our next movie, The Accountant. See you next week. See you next year. Oh, see you next year. No, <laughs> see you no, guys. Did you get see it? Did you get year. it?